everybody, and welcome to episode 20 of Teen Titans Wasteland. Wow, 20 episodes. So, you ever get the Superman theme song from the Superman movie stuck in your head, and then, like an hour later, realize that it's been the Police Academy theme song that's been stuck in your head this whole time? Yeah, me too. Man, we're really peas in a pod, you and I, listener. But enough of this jibber-jabber. It's time for some Titans talk. You could call horse trading the clip-clop biz. It's a stretch, but so is rhyming that with synopsis. Synopsis. Teen Titans number 17, October 1968. Written by Bob Haney. Drotted by Nick Carty. Teen Titans roll call. Aqualad. Kid Flash. Wonder Girl. And Robin. Sorta. The return of the Mad Mod. The Titans have been summoned to London to meet the Queen and attend a command performance of some type. They get their dress costumes, which seem to be identical to their everyday costumes, back from the cleaners and change into them. Kid Flash, Wonder Girl, and Aqualad love to party, so they head out to a hot new discotheque to do some early afternoon clubbing. Robin, on the other hand, decides to nerd it up and explore the historical landmarks of England. Bad move, Poindexter. He wanders away from his tour group and accidentally gets locked in the Tower of London, which is where he spends the rest of the issue. Snap! The remaining three Titans, unaware of their leader's unintentional incarceration, attend the command performance. Ever since they put their newly dry-cleaned garments on, they've been feeling noticeably weaker and slower, but that's probably a coincidence, right? As the Titanic trio is waiting in line to say hi to the Queen, their old foe the Mad Mod swoops in and swipes the Queen's royal scepter. Kid Flash tries to stop him, but is laid out by one of the Mod's goons who is disguised as a beefeater. When Wonder Girl flies up to lend a hand, the Mod bonks her on the noggin with a purloined royal rod. Ouch. The teens are embarrassed and a bit confused as to their own ineptitude, but are still determined to catch the felonious fashionista. Unable to keep up with the Mod's van in his newly slowed down state, Kid Flash steals a motorcycle and tails the Mod and his goons covertly. Despite crashing into a haystack, Wally manages to find the fiends in a pub and overhears that they've hidden the scepter in a horse's ear. Chalk up another one to eavesdropping. And speaking of chalk, Kid Flash soon finds the stolen rod hidden in the ear of a horse-shaped chalk carving on the nearby hillside. No sooner does he retrieve the scepter than he is ambushed by the Mod and his thugs, who decide to go ahead and re-retrieve it. The speedster is too sleepy to follow them, but overhears that they plan on hiding it in the monster's bathtub. He relays that information to Aqualad and Wonder Girl, who manage to crack the clever code and deduce that he is heading to Loch Ness. In the Titan Copter, the two teens manage to locate the Mad Mod submarine as it dives to hide the scepter at the bottom of the lake. Aqualad dives after it, and even in his weakened, slowed-down state, he is able to snatch the treasure from the criminal clothes horse's clutches. Why on earth would I write that sentence? The marine teen surfaces with the loot and is looking for an extraction, but Wonder Girl is nowhere to be seen. Turns out she decided to take the helicopter to go get some gas. What? The mod takes advantage of the fact that Wonder Girl is the worst getaway driver ever and makes use of Aqualad's greatest foe, Annette, to capture the teen aquatic ace. The villain and his goons chain Aqualad to the side of a tower high above the lake, knowing that if he can't get to the water within the hour, he will die. Dude really needs to start carrying a canteen or something. The mod then heads off to Druid's Delight to re-rehide the Queen's Scepter. Fortunately for Aqualad, the Loch Ness Monster happens to wander by. The two instantly form a special bond, and Aqualad convinces Nessie to first displace enough water in the tower to rehydrate the alarmingly arid teen, 
and then knock down the tower and free him. Hooray! Now able to reach his radio, Aqualad relays Namad's destination to Wonder Girl, who flies the newly refueled helicopter to Stonehenge, the druid's delight to which the Mad Mod had referred. Wonder Girl finds the scepter there, but is immediately surrounded by a group of kooky neo-druids who have decided that she is an ancient druid goddess who is their new queen. Okay. The commotion draws the attention of the nearby mod, who puts a whole bunch of thimbles on his fingers and backhands Wonder Girl, knocking out the Amazonian teen with his super shitty brass knuckle style thimble things. When she awakens, the titanic trio reconvene, but for the first time in the adventure have no clues as to the mad mod's whereabouts. At least they don't until they see a flyer for his store in Cornwall. Correctly assuming that the nationally wanted fugitive is hiding out at his well-advertised place of business, the Titans pile into their helicopter and head off to Cornwall. During the flight, the three heroes, feeling a bit grimy from their respective misadventures, decide to change into their spare costumes. They are immediately reinvigorated and finally figure out that the mod had gimmicked their costumes. Well done. When they get to Cornwall, they see some of the mod's squad, eh, throwing a mannequin tied to a heavy weight off the side of a cliff. Thinking the mannequin to be a person, Aqualad dives in to rescue it. He has some competition in his race for the submerged mannequin as a huge killer whale latches onto the dummy and starts swimming away with it. Fortunately, Aqualad finds some seaweed pepper pods and jams them into the whale's blowhole, causing the orca to sneeze and release its apparent victim. Yup, that happened. And it's a good thing it did, because it turns out the scepter was hidden inside the mannequin. Meanwhile, Kid Flash and Wonder Girl confront the Mad Mod in his cliffside store, the Ungrotty Grotto. Realizing that the Titan's powers are back at full strength, the Mod flees into a maze of tunnels in the caves near his shop. Unfortunately for him, in his haste to make his escape, he forgot that the tide was coming in. The cave in which he had hidden quickly fills with water. He is just about to drown when Aqualad shows up and somewhat reluctantly rescues the soggy scumbag. With the scepter in one hand and the criminal in the other, the heroic teen makes his way to the surface where he reunites with his teammates. The superpowered trio return the scepter to Buckingham Palace. Hooray! When they get back to the hotel room, a pouty Robin won't stop whining about how he was locked in the Tower of London for almost 24 hours. Hooray! Alright, joining us once again is my good for many things brother, Corey. Hello, Corey. Hey, Hope. So, what'd you think? I thought this was a good story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is pretty fun. Yeah. A little game of hide the scepter. Yeah. Going on. <laughs> sure. Throughout the whole thing? Yeah, pretty much. That was kind of what kept happening. The weird part is his reasoning behind wanting wanting to hide the scepter. Did you catch that? Uh, He was waiting for the price to go up in a ransom or something? No, the price on the ransom had been set. He thought that they couldn't arrest him if he didn't still have it with him. Oh. Which doesn't make any fucking sense. Because everybody saw him take it Mm -hmm. from the goddamn queen. Mm-hmm. In front of the queen and all of the palace guards. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was just weird. That's like, I robbed the bank and they caught me on tape, but I don't have the money. I don't so... have any money. So, hey. yeah, I got all this stuff I bought with the money, but that's not the money yeah. that got stolen. So. Sorry, guys. Yeah, Good you're luck. out of luck. Better luck next time. Yeah, coppers. Yeah. Yeah. Or I, I should laugh like, how does he, how do they write his laughter? Oh, right? oh. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> Yeah, this was this felt like kind of a throwback to earlier Teen Titans stories. Like lately, they've been. I mean, it was definitely weird, mm-hmm. and we can get into some of the just bonkers shit that happens in it a little bit later. But 
it's a different kind of weird. It, it felt much more like the Mad Mod's first appearance than it did like the more recent ones where they're going to other dimensions mm-hmm. or they're hanging out with hippies or... Yeah, I know what you mean. It felt uh, in some ways like a, a less mature set of Teen Titans. It, it does. Like 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 you said, yeah, back, back to the beginning. It's just kind of a straight ahead. Here's a bad guy who did some shit and, uh, you know, we happen to get mixed up in it and we had to make it right. And really, there's no reason why that bad guy had to be the Mad Mod. He doesn't do any of his typical Mad Mod stuff. The the crimes aren't clothing related. I mean, except for in as much as he drugs their clothes yeah. to make them dumb. Did they ever tie that directly to him? I don't think necessarily. I mean, they figured like out was... that he must have done it, but there there's no yeah. chain of command. It's just they once they finally figured out that their clothes had been drugged, they're like... Ah, must have been the Mad Mod. Mm-hmm. But that is the only thing. He doesn't change outfits. Like, in the previous one, his basic superpower was he had a bunch of different crazy outfits that did different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't no. wear any different outfits in this. No, he basically, he drives around in a van. Right. And hides the scepter in different places. <laughs> it sounds so dirty. I know. It's, that was one of my notes, was just hide the scepter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's that's pretty much it. And yeah. They chase him around, they find it, and he moves it to a new place. And, and then he, he takes it back from them, mm-hmm. it bonking them in some way. Yeah. Or, that... you know, backhanding them with symbols. Yeah, that was a weird one. Yeah. That's the only Mad Mod specific thing he does, like Taylor related mm-hmm. thing, is he, at one point he puts symbols on each of his fingers and then backhands Wonder Woman and it knocks her out. Which is pretty weird, again, if you think about it, because you don't backhand people with your finger as far as I understand it. Yeah, yeah, it was really just like worst brass knuckles ever. Yeah, maybe if you were like poking, like yeah, well, if you're poking, yeah, somebody really hard. <laughs> I'm not saying thimbles. don't wear thimbles on your hands if you're getting into a fight. I'm saying that mm-hmm. like if you were doing like a tiger claw, yeah, like oh, a, that'd be like pretty a good. Face scratch a face a face scratch a face scratch <laughs> maybe not a scratch because then well no it's like a, are traditionally like a, not a scratch but a like a you make your hand like an eagle's claw sure and poke it into the face and then squish all your fingers together yeah yeah you know. like the killer kowalski claw yes that's what i'm trying to say okay not a, not a face scratch not a face scratch yeah oh i, I mix those up so, all the time sorry kowalski uh he not he doesn't want your apologies he wants your submission yeah well uh, oh, wait, one other thing while we're talking about about the Mad Mods fighting Acumen. Yeah. One of my favorite things about this issue was there was a spread where over the course of a couple of pages, I heard, I heard, I read the sound effect. Bop! <laughs> a bunch. He bopped people. That is his main method. Uh-huh. I, he, he he bops Wonder Girl, I think, on uh-huh. the head once. Uh-huh. He bops, he, uh, he bops her on the head with the, with the scepter first. Mm-hmm. Then he bops... Kid flash out over the head with mm-hmm. the just like like a f- an overhand potato. fist, yeah, like a hot potato fist, <laughs> hot potato fist him, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I think he does Wonder Woman, Wonder Girl again too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of bopping. Yeah, a lot of bopping. He's a teen bopper. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Speaking of which, when they first get to England and they all list the things that they're excited about seeing, mm-hmm. I really liked Aqualad's list of reasons why he was excited to go. <laughs> it's a wet climate. It's a wet climate. <laughs> They've got a river and an aquarium. Mm-hmm. I don't think that is that. Maybe I'm out of the loop. I didn't realize the London Aquarium was world renowned. I I've never heard of the London Aquarium, hearing but apparently it. they have an aquarium. They must. And he was very excited about mm-hmm. it. That and yep. their filthy river. And that it's a wet climate. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And yeah. Wonder Girl wants to meet cute uh, British guys. Yeah. 
Yeah, cute guards. Yeah. And Kid Flash wants to meet um, cute British girls. Cute, cute British girls, mini skirts, and uh, fish and chips. Fish and chips. Kid Flash sounds like the most fun. He has his priorities right. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wonder Girls, hers are all like fun things too. It's no, just... no junk food though. That's true. She left that out. Mm-hmm. When, and Robin wanted to like see. Like... He doesn't say what he's excited about. He's just like, you guys, okay. we're here to meet the queen. That's right. We're Calm not, down, we're not here for fun. Mm-hmm. And then they decide to all go clubbing. But it's the early afternoon. Yeah. So they're going to like an afternoon rave, basically. Mm. I mean, not a rave, a discotheque. Like a, yeah. A, uh... Like night clubbing, but afternoon clubbing. Yeah. Yeah. Which seems lame. Or just like soup. It's either well, probably... something that somebody lame would do or something that somebody super hardcore about partying would do. Just like to, yeah, let's go get a. That's not a casual party or move. No. That's a, I don't know what the hell I'm doing move, or a, fuck it, I'm still up from last night move. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Whatever the 1960s equivalent of Red Bull and vodka was. Yeah. They are going Oof. for that. Yeah. Probably hot toddies, I guess. Hmm. Or, uh, yeah. Cheers. That's what we're drinking right now. <laughs> so, we started doing a new thing where I had you write down everything that made you laugh out loud as you were reading it. Yep. You want to work through that? Sure. I kind of stopped after the first couple because i found myself laughing at so many things that would have basically been explained the same way which was like it was a funny picture okay but next time write them down okay okay i did i did oh my notes aren't so great so the first one was on on page one and just as you as you open the book there's a picture of this are they called beef eaters yes they are okay there's a picture of a beef eater holding this really fancy like purple pillow with tassels on it and he's kind of jowly and awkward looking and and there's a scene in which uh, the scepter is looks as though it's being like levitated or pulled off of this this pillow, and he's looking up at it, and he's very dismayed and surprised and everything. And there was something about the expression on his face and my total like lack of context for what was happening <laughs> that I was just like, oh, that's like a fat surprise guy and a, a fluffy collar, and guess that's what this issue is pillow. about. <laughs> All right, yeah, it made me nice. go I don't know why. Okay. My second note is just the word bop in quotation marks, and I think that's because okay. every time I read that, it, it, it made me laugh. Oh, and then my favorite one was on page six, and this is kind of a, a little uh, a gem from um, Kid Flash. It's I don't recall them calling him the Flasher very much no. in the past. But no, I wrote that down too because I didn't know where to put it, and I had it under my favorite slang. But there's a sentence that the and, narrator uses. That why don't you go ahead and, and read it for you? <laughs> this is the one. I'm pr- I'm pretty. He, confident he's stolen a motorcycle one. at this point. Yeah, which that context helps. The narrator says, "But as the Flasher hunches on his hot dog, dot dot dot, not hot dog." The Flasher hunches over his hot hog. <laughs> oh, that's right. Excuse me. Hot hog. That made me laugh. Yeah. That's fair. That's all you wrote down? That's all I wrote down. There uh, were so many more times I heard you laugh. I know. I just, I got lazy. I'm disappointed in you, Corey. <laughs> that's okay. I laughed pretty much every time that the Mad Mod was having any any dialogue, especially when it was punctuated by his art, art, art. I was, I was good. Uh, laughing. How about you? What made you laugh in this issue? So many things. But one of the main ones that you missed is when the Loch Ness Monster first comes to play. Oh, yeah, that... Actually, did I not write that down? Oh, yeah, no, sorry, I did write that down on page 11. My note to myself was gorgeous curves. Oh, man, yeah, let's just go over... (laughs) First of all, just the fact that the Loch Ness Monster shows up and immediately forms a bond with Aqualad, Mm -hmm. who... 
we got to talk about what his powers are and aren't because he can communicate with fishes the way Aquaman can. I thought it was any denizen. Any sea creature, right. Yeah. But he doesn't seem to know that in this one because he's surprised that he can telepathically communicate with the Loch Ness Monster. That's right. He's all like, oh, I hope he's friendly. I, I can do this just the way that Aquaman can with his fish people. Somehow I'm communicating with that big buster like Aquaman does with his fish. Come closer, pal. Maybe he didn't know. Okay, but then later on he fights a whale and he has no attempt to even communicate with it. Maybe he forgot. I think he must have forgotten because earlier he was commanding pods of whales to do things and flying in on his manta ray. And Yeah, I kind of wondered about that because he is like actually telling the whale, like he's like, hey, you know, knock it off. And the whale's just like, Mm-mm. no, I want to eat this mannequin. Yeah, yummy mannequin. Delicious mannequin. Good thing there was those pepper pods. <laughs> but so. And that definitely made me laugh too. Yeah. So Aqualad is trussed up in this tower and the Loch Ness Monster happens to wander by. Yeah, just checking things out. And then suddenly, he, he's surprised. He forms a special bond with the Loch Ness Monster. Mm-hmm. And the monster looks pretty perplexed by this whole thing, too. Sure. It's really... It's a pretty standard, for the most part, brontosaurus-shaped monster. Maybe some fins on top. It's difficult to tell. Because mostly it's close-ups of his head, which just looks like a giant dick. Because he's purple. A very and he confused has... yeah. dick. Aren't they all? So, this giant dick has... Is emerging from the water of the tower. It's climbed into the tower where he's he, he's trussed up. And Aqualad says to it, That's it, large and slimy. Pull some more of your gorgeous curves inside this old joint. boy. Hope he's friendly. <laughs> yeah. And it's so suggestive and just so kind of confusing. But it's great. The Loch Ness Monster ends up Pulling enough water in that it uh, raises, what's it called? The uh, water table? The water level? Yeah, it raises the water level, but what's the word? He displaces enough water that it... uh, Goes up. Yes, that it goes (laughs) up. And Aqualad gets rehydrated, and then the Loch Ness Monster ends up just blowing out the side of the tower, and he escapes, and then he just goes away. Yep. And doesn't, like, there's no further mention of the fact that Everybody in the DC universe thinks there's no such thing as a Loch Ness Monster, much like in our universe, people. Mm-hmm. The same amount of people think that. Right. And he's just like, yeah, I just met him. He seems great. Yeah. He's a good guy. Looks like a dick. That's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, oh well. Anyway, yeah. on to the rest of my adventure. Yeah, it really just sort of comes and goes. Yeah. The other thing is, what the fuck, Wonder Girl? You go off to gas up the helicopter in the middle of the fucking thing. He's underwater for like two seconds. Like, I'm going to dive down there, get the scepter, come back up, and then and then give me a lift out of here. And she's like, got it. As soon as he goes underwater, she's like, I better go get some gas. Yeah. That's fucked up. She's the worst getaway driver ever. That's true. I didn't really think about the chronology of it because I was so busy being worried about Aqualad. Well, he gets, uh, he gets caught in a net. Drowning. Which... Or not drowning. What do you call it? Reverse Su- drowning. Suffocating. Airing out. Yeah, airing out. Yeah, well, he gets caught in a net, which, if you've ever read any Aquaman comic books, that's, like, everybody's go-to move if you're fighting an Aquaman, an Aqualad. Mm-hmm. I think probably a Submariner falls into it. Mm-hmm. But just, like, that's, like, their kryptonite is, ah, a net! There's a net over me! Now there's nothing I can do. Mm-hmm. 
And it's got to be really like, I don't know if emasculating is the right word, but it's just like, embarrassing. I'm being treated like a fish, like a common fish. <laughs> oh man, it's got to, yeah. I'm a super being. Yeah, stop that. And I mean, stop to... calling me Gilhead too. Uh, they just keep doing that. Yeah. I don't like that. He doesn't get nearly as much of that in this issue. He does not get disrespected in this he, he issue. He gets one, he does great in this issue, but he does get uh, referred to when he's not even there as Gilhead. Well, it's like uh, Wonder Girl's like, oh, I better call Gilhead. Oh, okay. On the wrist review. It's starting to warm. It, it's, I get it that they don't mean anything by it. It's like calling Kid Flash Twinkle Toes. I'm I'm better about the Gilhead than I was. It sounds, still sounds worse than It Twinkle is dismissive. Toes. I don't think we talked about two. It's Nick Cardi art again. Mm. It's great. It is great. The whole thing is great. Art and the cover is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a trippy. giant like fading out picture of the Mad Mod grasping all of the Titans in one hand. It's a giant image of him and kind of a fisheye lens view of the city of London that they're all hovering over. It's really nice. It's, again, I keep saying this, it's it's one of, if not my favorite cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really good. Very graphic quality to it. It's like it could be like a record cover. Oh, something. totally, totally. And I think that was probably the idea behind it. So Robin sits out pretty much the whole adventure. Yeah, I, I know we kind of tend to hate on him Yeah, and stuff. And I gotta tell you, I was perfectly happy not to have him around. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> I was delighted with it, actually. When he locked himself in the tower, I was like, oh, he's gonna get out soon. And he's gonna be the guy who puts all the pieces together. Mm-hmm. Nope. And also, him getting locked in the tower wasn't part of the Mad Mod's plan. I wasn't. Kept, I kept searching I for I kept that. waiting for it to come back. Yeah. No. He just, like, wandered away from the tour group, mm-hmm. and it was near closing time, and he wasn't paying attention at time, even after he harped on all the other Titans about, mm-hmm. you gotta be there at six. Yeah. He was just was so into looking in a deep, dark dungeon. It was almost uh, troubling my suspension of disbelief. Not me. He likes caves. He's used to living in a bat cave. Goes down where it's dark, and then he just gets stuck in the Tower of London. Good point. Like an idiot. Good point. For but 24 hours. Still, it seems like he's normally pretty cautious about things and having plans and all of that. It, it seems like a real... He's got a bit junior. of hubris going for him. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. But it, you know what I mean? It seems like a like a kind of an amateur move. Maybe a jet lag. Yeah, he was probably jet lag. I'm surprised that he was in there for 24 hours, though. You'd think there'd be another tour group, like... The next day before. Yeah, I guess everybody was off for the Queen's uh, scepter toss or whatever. Yeah, that's probably... I wanted to know what event they were going to, too. They were going to see a command performance. Mm -hmm. We never get to see who was performing. The Queen's there. Maybe it was just the Queen doing a scepter toss. Maybe she was going to do, like, double six with, like, three scepters. Yeah. Or, like, the baton thing. Like, baton twirling that the um, guys do (laughs) at the sporting event. Like the baton twirling that the guys do at the sporting event. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, Corey. So, like, when there's the uh, the marching band? <laughs> yeah. And there's a leader of a marching band that's got yeah. a funny hat. And, okay. and he's got a baton, and he yeah. twirls it around, and he leads the band, and does okay. a little dance. Okay. And the Queen of England was going to do something like that. Maybe. maybe she was. Maybe that's what the Queen was going to do. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not British. Fair enough. <laughs> they have different ways over there. Mm-hmm. I like that they have dress costumes as opposed to regular costumes, even though their dress costumes look exactly like their regular costumes. Yeah, I can't see any th- reason for that other than they just... Were y- cleaner, y- maybe? Well, no, I think Bob Haney was just like, well, shit, how do I get the mod to like fool them into wearing these clothes? 
And and Nick Cardi's like, I don't want to design new clothes for them. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like there would... I like the idea of them having dress costumes, though. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe it's got some extra buttons. Maybe it's got, like, some epaulets on it. Some something sequins. like that. Some sequins. Yeah, just, like, mm-hmm. something like like a hat that comes with it. Yeah, some badges. Like, pins. yeah. Mm-hmm. A, a scarf. Yeah. Absolutely. Some some kind of, like, a little half cape that comes over the shoulder. Like, mm. like a Baron mm. or, or Shazam. Oh yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of things that yeah. they could have done with. That would have been really fun. I would have liked to have seen some more. Have killed him to draw a little half cape. No, probably not. It'd be fun. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun, or even just with Robin, he's already got a cape. Just turn it, turn it sideways. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. Yeah, jaunty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just like even like all white like tuxedo versions of their regular costumes. Some different gloves. Oh yeah. Oh gloves. They all got gloves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they gotta have gloves. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. Yeah, dress gloves. Yeah. So lazy, lazy. Yeah, yeah. That's the one demerit that uh, we're gonna give uh, yeah. party on this one. Oh, the the other uh, the other thing in it that made me laugh was when Kid Flash is when he first gets the scepter. Mm. When he goes, "Yeah, I'm the king of May." Yeah, what is that from? I don't know, but I loved it. I I, I think I've heard maybe like the Queen of May. Huh? Was but like, he's, I I don't know. Like in you, a musical? Like oh no no I mean like you I mean they might talk about it in a musical. There's a song about how great May is in uh, Camelot. That's mm. a good time. Okay. Uh, it's it's like a lusty a, month of May. It's a good song. It's like an Oberon type character. Yeah, maybe like a fairy type character. Maybe like uh, I don't know. Like maybe he won the Maypole dance. Mm. Do Maypole dances have winners? Is it a competitive event? <laughs> it's I. Don't know the answer to that. It's like a multi-pronged tetherball type thing. You know what is competitive? Is um, is marching bands. Yeah? Uh Uh-huh. They have competitions, and they got guys that are the leaders with the little batons. Yeah? Maybe the winner of that is the King of May. Oh, could be. And that's what he felt like. You're probably right. He probably felt like the guy who won the marching band competition (laughs) for twirling a baton. That's what he meant. Sorry, I'm just trying to tie that back in. I don't know why. That's okay. Okay. You do what you gotta do. Uh, yeah. You do you. The druids thing was interesting, too. Dude, that was as random as random can get. Just that there happened to be a, like, cult wandering around in Stonehenge while she was there. But, like, like three or four van loads of people just instantly showed up, like, the second. That... And we're all the same type of people where it's just like, she's got a stick. She must be the queen of the druids. Hey, let's She's throw from her ancient times. Air. She's our leader now, but our leader that we don't listen to. Let's totally see 3 po her. Yep. That's what they did. That's they see 3 po the hell out of her. Mm-hmm. They were an Ewok to her droid. Mm-hmm. And the, the picture of the druids where they're all deciding that she's the queen, I feel like it's kind of like anti-British propaganda. Because it's showing close-ups, and I know it's a horrible stereotype. They all, all of the people in this weird, like, funhouse mirror type image of the druids applauding her, all have terrible teeth. That's true. And it's close-ups of their faces that are all drawn super cartoon-like. It's it's also disorienting because it's all, they're all yellow. Yeah. It's like a sing, single color panel where it's all black and yellow with red writing over it. And they're saying, smashing, top drawer, and simply fab. Yeah. Very british And I feel like they're, like, it's like, oh, is that some anti-British propaganda they're putting out there? Mm. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe they just don't like druids. Yeah, possibly Nick Carty just hates druids. Yeah. 
He's like, fuck those guys. They're the worst. Yeah, I'll cut down a goddamn tree. I don't care. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, why not? But uh, Maybe he had just seen Halloween 3, the season of The Witch. Okay, he couldn't have because that wouldn't come out for another 20 years. Yeah. But there is some serious anti-Druid shit in that. Hmm. You remember the movie? Uh, no. I've seen it. Do you remember the plot of the movie? Okay. Druids are bad. Oh, Druids are definitely bad. They want to bring about some cataclysm? Wait, yeah. But the way that they do that is they stole a piece of Stonehenge... <laughs> because it was used for so many blood sacrifices. Oh yeah, it had a lot of blood magic. Yep. And so then they grind it up into tiny into dust and put the dust inside of microchips. Oh. And put those inside of Halloween masks. Oh. And at a certain hour, I think it's midnight on Halloween, they're going to trigger the microchips in the masks to set off the Stonehenge dust. Mm. And Turn the kids wearing the masks into big piles of rats and snakes and shit. Damn. Yeah. Because druids suck, and that's the kind of shit they get into. That is harsh. Yeah. That's probably what they would have made Wonder Girl do if she had stuck with them. Man, that whole thing with Wonder Girl, too, I was thinking, those guys are fucking lucky that she's got those poison clothes on, because she would not have had that. She would have been like, I am going to kick your butts. I think she would have if she could figure out a polite way to do it. But remember how sure she was like, oh, these... <laughs> but she's like, oh, I don't want to hurt this guy who's kidnapped me's feelings. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't want to, I don't, I feel bad. I don't want to marry him, but. Guess I gotta. I guess I, I'll go along with it until it's time not to. Mm-hmm. I, th- I, th- I think it would be a situation like that because I mean, she's, yes, yeah, she is enfeebled, but she's still pretty. She can still pick up one of the Stonehenge rocks and look under it. Yeah, that's true. She might have, that might have been. Her, that might have wiped her, her out. Yeah, her off. Yeah, because that, that seemed to be the main thing. Yeah, it slows them down and it makes them weaker. Mm-hmm. But also, like, Kid Flash was like, I'm too tired to, to go after him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mostly it seems to make them sleepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and lazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Want to sit around and eat fish and chips? Yep, makes them all British. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I think we have actually a few British listeners, and I don't think you're necessarily lazy. I'm against your imperialism, but hey, as Americans, we don't have a great track record with that either. So, yep. good on you. Yeah. Top drawer. <laughs> Smashing. And that kind of brings us to, we, we touched on it earlier, but when Aqualad is fighting the killer whale, which, huh. are there killer whales in Scotland? In, in the in, Thames? I, I'm sorry, in Cardiff? Uh, or Cornwall. Sorry, they're in Cornwall. Off the, uh, off the, uh, off cliffs the of Dover. Cliffs of Dover. <laughs> Yeah, these, are there uh, orcas there? Dover. I have I honestly have no idea. Dover whales. I, I have no idea either. It doesn't seem like there probably are. No. But you know what I bet there definitely is? Hmm. Seaweed pepper pods. Oh, yeah. yeah. That work exactly like regular pepper. Mm-hmm. And if you jam sneeze. them into a whale's blowhole. Yeah, it's just like putting pepper in somebody's uh, nose. Yep. Actually, have you ever tried that? Yeah, it actually does make you sneeze. Oh, okay. Good. It made me sneeze anyway. Oh, yeah, I have to <laughs> do that to somebody else. I didn't. I didn't have a strong control group going. Oh, okay. Well, no, I, that's probably fine. Okay, so that science checks out. Yeah. <laughs> nice work, Aqualad. Good yep. to see you. Well done. And he, he had a great turn in the oh, whole Oh man, issue. he he did so good without Robin there fucking everything up for him. Mm-hmm. He did great. And what another thing that I thought was curious was that. Um, when we've talked about this in the past, how he and uh, Kid Flash sort of are on similar tracks. Yeah. Sometimes with stuff. And this issue started with looking like Kid Flash was going to be the one who saved the day after he got the scepter out of the horse's ear. 
Right. And, and uh, he did actually a really good job, I thought, in terms of, I don't have super speed. Stole a motorcycle from some mm-hmm. toughs. Yeah, yeah, resourceful. But uh, but that got shut down, and then it was sort of uh, Aqualad's turn to pick up the baton, as it were. Yeah, there was a, almost a relay race aspect of it with the baton that, mm-hmm. that totally held up. And then, yeah, and I wonder to a certain extent why Robin wasn't included in the issue. Did you have any thoughts on that? No, I was just kind of happy he wasn't there. I don't know, maybe, maybe Haney got sick of, like, um, being like, like this guy has to be the boss all the time, and he, he wanted to give some of his other uh, players a chance to... Well, it seemed to an extent more. like part of it was balancing the very Robin-centric, the, the gargoyle. And there's even at the end... Exactly. Yeah. When Robin's getting super pouty, mm-hmm. and he is, he is acting like a baby. He is being such a fucking baby about the <laughs> fact that he was lost in the Tower of London. And also, nobody's listening to him, which I really enjoyed, because... In, in fact, we, the audience, are not even given the opportunity to listen to him because... Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. His, his dialogue ends with blah, blah, blah. So he's not listening to what they were even up to. He was locked in the Tower of London the whole time. And the panel before and that, he's like, too, he's, like, yeah, he's sitting he, on he's, the bed with his, like, his knees, <laughs> on, his elbows on his knees and his hands on the and side And with his, his short, face. shorts outfit, he looks ridiculous doing it's that. Like, like a small, um, like a petulant like, child. I was locked in the Tower of London for almost 24 hours. I missed the command performance completely. That's where I've been. Now, where have you been? And then he storms off, throws his hands in the air. He's like wringing his hands. Yeah. Don't tell me I can guess. You've been enjoying yourself, having a ball while I languished in the darkest dungeon vial. You don't know what I've been through. Something made me weak as Dick Whittington's cat while I was in there. Thought I'd never get out. It was no picnic. Blah, blah, blah. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Wonder Girl says, and this is a nice callback to the gargoyle issue. Mm-hmm. Well, boys, no use telling him. He'd never b- believe it. And they all have a nice little smirk about it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that, but it's kind of an unfair comparison because when he told them they'd never believe it, it's because they were in another dimension and like were ghostly phantom beings. Robin could read about this in the newspaper mm-hmm. and have it be verified. Mm-hmm. Like these are this is some big high profile shit that happened. Oh yeah. No, there's going to be news there's, stories about it. I think there's it. a wee bit of spite yeah. going on there. And <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, you remember that one time he wouldn't tell us what happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I can tell him what happened. Yeah. Fuck that guy. And we did great without him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's always telling us what to do and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. He thinks he's so smart. And Yeah, he's not so smart. Yeah, locked herself in the dungeon. How'd that go? I do wonder, though, if part of the reason why they had him not be involved in it is he doesn't have any superpowers that can be... Sapped, although we did find out, I guess, at the end that it did make him weaker just than, regular, uh, weaker than he would normally be. Who's Dick Whittington's cat, anyway? It's a thing. I didn't think the cat was noted for its weakness. I've never heard that turn of phrase before. I, I have, and I don't remember what the context is. We can look it up. <laughs> I, I substituted the phrase Fat Freddy's cat. <laughs> In my mind, because I think it's a similar thing. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fat Freddy's cat is a character from the Fabulous Furry Freak Brothers. Uh, a cat Gilbert can only Shelby eat Con. so many, uh, so many uh, hash brownies before it. It gets. It makes you weak. Yeah. You want to take a little nap. Fat and weak. Yeah. So that's what Robin felt. Robin felt as weak <laughs> fat as Fat Freddy's cat. <laughs> oh shit! But I think part of maybe why he wasn't involved in the story too is. That it would seem, it would make him look weaker if he was involved in it by him not being able to do the detective work to figure out, maybe we should change our clothes. Mm. 
maybe I'm reading too much into that, but I, I feel like it, w- it would weaken his character brand if the detective, as a detective, he couldn't figure out some of what was going on. Mm-hmm. Also, somebody really ought to tell the Mad Mod that if you're going to be hiding out from the international police mm. and the Teen Titans, don't advertise for your store. On your getaway van? On your getaway van. Mm-hmm. Just put up a ton of flyers for it that have your name on it as the mm-hmm. Mad Mod proprietor. Yeah. How is he allowed to own a store, too? Why isn't he in jail from the last time when he was an international smuggling thief? That's... Uh-huh. And he wasn't a, stealing smugglers, but you know what I mean. <laughs> smuggling thieves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't, again, have a great understanding of the British justice system. Perhaps they're right. more about reform than <laughs> punishment. Could be. Could yeah. be. I know they wear wigs. Mm-hmm. Maybe they needed somebody to make those wigs. And yeah. so, you know, his... Uh, haberdashery greased the wheels a bit Mm, you know could be again getting back to the sort of needlessly complicated not terribly effective ways to engage in criminal activity like i'm gonna go out in the most public way possible and commit this very visible crime right you know for some money yeah while still running my store and advertising it everywhere right my store that is built into the top and side of a giant cliff in Cornwall. Yeah. Which is where people want to go for high fashion shit. Well, it's, you got to. It's the best. It's the only way to go. Before it was on Carnaby Street, though. That's mm-hmm. like... Well, it's probably because he got in trouble. He had to change... Had to out. change addresses. Yeah. yeah. It's like, all right, we're going to let you out of jail, but... You got to go live on a cliff. You got to go live on a cliff. <laughs> That's the rules. British justice at yeah. its finest. Yeah. Well, I think that's probably the way it went. You're right. Didn't work out so well, though. The no, no, he's going to have yeah. to change their uh, tune. Yeah, place. man. I hope. Yeah, I wonder where they'll make a move next time. Mm. Also, here's the thing. Mm. So he bops Kid Flash on the head yep. and takes the scepter away. He's like, okay, we got to find a new place to hide it. Mm-hmm. I don't get why he had to rehide it someplace else the second time if he's going to kill Aqualad. Like, his idea is, okay, Aqualad will be dead. He's the only person who knows where the scepter is. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just leave it there? I, I was also... I don't know why this troubled me, but this idea of, like, he's all really bent on hurting or killing these teenagers that are yeah. messing with him. And I know he's a bad guy, but he right. seems so goofy that you don't think he's, like... A bad, bad super guy? Super evil and, like, I want to kill these children. But he's trying to kill children. Yeah. Yeah, which is not nice. Mm-hmm. He throws that giant rock at Wonder Girl's head. Yeah, that really bothered you. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't. That's just not nice to throw rocks at people in no. general, especially when they're on the edge of a cliff and get knocked off of. No, Wonder Girl gets the worst of things in a while. It, it, it was actually fairly jarring. It was goofy that he was using thimbles as you know brass knuckles, but like mm-hmm. when he just backhands Wonder Girl too, that's like, pretty harsh. It's it's pretty harsh, and yeah, then he, at least when he hit her on the head with a rock. It didn't hurt her at all, and she had her full powers back. She had a weird turn of phrase about that, too. She was like, oh, that rock didn't hurt me that bad, but I'm falling off a cliff anyway. Something like that. It was said better than that. Yeah, not much better than that. (laughs) Not much better. I will actually find it. By Hera, that rock trick didn't really harm me, but I certainly tumbled for it. Because she fell. Ah, speaking of which, we did get to hear her say holla. That's true. She says it a lot. Or hola. I think she says hola. Hola. <laughs> it's an Amazonian greeting. Uh, you're on the Amazon? Mm. See somebody? Say hola. Yeah, Unless you're in the Portuguese-speaking yeah, part. How do, you say, how do you say hello in uh, Portuguese? Uh, oi. Oi. Yeah. That's nice, too. Yeah. 
I would like it better if she was saying, Oi, oi, oi. Oi. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> I was getting more of a of a uh, ACDC vibe from our, ah, our voice going gotcha. back and forth there, but that's okay. Hey, we can do either one. Here's another thing that I really enjoyed about the issue mm. is I really liked the fact it's the kind of thing that was probably a mistake or just a plot hole, but the way that I fill in the plot hole makes me like the issue more. Mm. They've all got like wrist radios where they can communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. And when... Aqualad was chained up. I, I kept kind of thinking, like, why doesn't he just radio Wonder, Woman, Wonder Girl to come get him? Mm-hmm. But they actually explained that, mm-hmm. that he couldn't reach it because his wrists were tied up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. They could have radioed Robin at any time. Robin was probably trying to radio them the whole time, which is probably why he's so pissed at the end. <laughs> <laughs> they just, oh, they just knew right where he was and were just like, yeah, fuck that guy. I didn't even think about that. That is totally true. Yeah. No wonder he was pouting so hard when they <laughs> came back to the room. He was sitting yeah. on the bed, just, you assholes, <laughs> left me in that dungeon. Hey, where were you? Yeah. <laughs> Who was calling you the whole time, you guys? Oh, yeah, you know how these things are. I, I probably just had it on vibrate. Yeah. The British, you know, network isn't too good. Yeah. <laughs> it's dropping. They totally communicate with each other through the whole adventure. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, um, yeah, I got roaming charges, so mm-hmm. I just I just turned off the radio while I'm over here. Mm-hmm. So sorry, Robin. Yeah. Oh, that must have been no fun for you. Yeah, we'll leave it on next time. Yeah, though. locked in the tower, huh? Yeah, sorry. Uh. Yeah, good point. All right, so what was your favorite slang? Um... There was two things I wrote down, and this is kind of a cop-out, but the first thing I wrote down was um, everything Mad Mod said. That is a total cop-out. That's not kind of a cop-out. What's um, your other thing that you wrote down? Was that um, Aqualad, once again, has the turn of phrase, which was from the last issue, my favorite thing he said was, I kid you not. He says it again? He does. And it's in the context of him like talking to himself about something, which seemed funny to me. Huh. What was he talking about? Uh, I don't remember. Why don't you tell me what your favorite turn of phrase was, and I'll see if I can if I can find it. Okay. Well, I did have as the flasher hunches on his hot hog, <laughs> and then I also had so when they're talking about going out to party at various places, mm-hmm. they've just gotten their clothes back from the dry cleaners, and I think that Wonder Girl says she says Groovy, let's change into him and make that gear new discotheque scene at the bash. Who's with me, boys? I just thought that was fun. Oh yeah, they're gonna make the gear new scene, at the, gear scene at the new discotheque. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Mm-hmm. And there's also a phrase that the Mad Mod used a bunch of times, and not just the Mad Mod, somebody else did too, which is praying them. Yeah, what was up with that? What is a, a praying? I had to look it up. It uh, it means to cause a accident or crash. Oh really? And it's it's British mm-hmm. slang that is from around this term. And so yeah, somebody yelled praying him mm-hmm. when kid when the flasher was stealing the hot hog. And again, when the Mad Mod is driving the van through the druids, he's yelling to praying them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And the context of it confused me a bit because it seemed at first like it was saying just like it was something you do to like hit somebody or screw them up. Yeah. Which I guess is both true. Yeah. Which is what they were doing. to do with a uh, vehicle. Yeah. Okay. What was confusing to you about that? Um, because the first time I heard it, it sounded like he was saying, I, I didn't understand that it was meant to be with a vehicle. Like he was saying, oh. like, like get them or hit them or, you know, do something gotcha. to these people. You know what? I'm wondering if I fabricated this, this whole, I kid you not thing because I, think I, you may, I don't remember. I can't Let me it. take a look. You know, overall, I gotta say, I don't get how when you're taking notes, you 
took notes of something that didn't happen. Well, it was retroactive. I was like, oh shit, I gotta find a, a slang thing, because I kind of forgot to write that down when I was going through. And then I thought there was a scene in which he had he had said that, that I had, I Corey, had chuckled at. you did a bad job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did a bad job. You know? Yeah, I don't think he said that anywhere. <laughs> Oh, that's disappointing. So the two slangs that you wrote down, one were uh, everything the Mad Mod said, and yep. the other was something that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take an F. I'll yeah, okay, yeah, you get an F. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite panel? Or did you just write down, like, every panel that had a teenager in it? No, I didn't. Okay, I, good. I, I have two of them, which are very contrasting, um, but they're both really good. And so okay. the, the first one is on page three. And it's basically when um, the Titans have, have just arrived and they're sitting there, like, uh, kind of, like, looking out a window or something, talking about all all the cool stuff that they want to do in London and uh-huh. and how they like it. And, and this is the one that we referenced before where, you know, Wonder Girl's into the handsome guardsmen. Oh, and the Beatles. And, um, you know, Aqualad likes the wet climate in the aquarium and the river. And uh, Kid Flash wants uh, fish and chips and uh, miniskirts. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It was just kind of a It's cute, a nice scene cute yeah. scene where they're looking out at the river there's a scenery kind of in the background and this hand is coming in out of the the, the side of the panel offering them their their dress costumes mm-hmm. um so that was the first one that i enjoyed and then the kind of contrasting one to that was at the end uh, page 23 of, of robin just being a giant whiner and like wringing his hands and yeah turning his back to everybody and being like you guys don't know what i've been through eh? yeah and and also i liked it because of the way that the, like you said, the other teens are kind of all, like, smirking at each other. There is. There's actually a really nice smug expression on Aqualad's face mm-hmm. in that one, where it, it it's more expressive than generally the Titans get a chance to look. And it, it's nice. It actually almost reminds me of, like, the 80s, like, Kevin Maguire Justice League stuff, where they, they will often have expressions like that on their face. But it's a really nice, that is a really nice panel. Mm-hmm. I had a similar one for one of mine. I had a few written down. But I, I liked the pouty Robin on the previous page mm-hmm. better than the exasperated Robin on that page. <laughs> Doing a lot of Robin bashing this issue. Yeah, well, I guess eh, he's... What can you do? Coming. The other one that just delighted me, there's the... <laughs> when I wrote it down, it's the, the one where Aqualad is chained to the tower and is talking to the Loch Ness Monster and telling him to get his gorgeous curves in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that one, I, I called it Nessie foreplay when I wrote it down. <laughs> but that one's great. But there's the the one where Kid Flash says that he's the, the king of May. I'm the king of May. There's the expression on his face. He looks so delighted with himself for having found the scepter. I wouldn't have figured that out. The, the horse's ear was what it was. But he's just so happy. He's like, well, I'll be the king of May. The scepter. I, ga- I got it. Mm-hmm. There's just something about his face. He's so happy it made me happy. He's very joyful. And that's, uh, man, it is neck and neck with that and the Loch Ness Monster one. But I, I think I do have to give the nod slightly to the Loch Ness Monster. Because it's really funny. It is really funny. I'm just going to read it again. That's it, large and slimy. Pull some more of your gorgeous curves inside this old joint. boy. Hope he's friendly. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with the with the, um, the Robin being a huge whiner, the exasperated part. Yeah, that, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, favorite Titan's Aqualad, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, me too, man. He's fucking great. Yeah. There's one scene where he's... He did both parts of it. 
he retrieved the scepter, and then the other two went off to get the Mad Mod. Mm-hmm. Mad Mod gets away from them. He gets the Mad Mod, too. There's one scene where he's swimming up to the surface mm-hmm. with the scepter in one hand and the Mad Mod in the other. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, he fucking did it all. Badassery. Yeah. Yep. And uh, there's another scene in which he did something really cool, too, where uh, I think it was Wonder Girl had lost her, partially lost some of her powers and was falling out of the air, and he's like kind of underneath her and he puts his arms out and he catches her that didn't go well they both fell on their butts yeah no it like, worked out terribly but i thought it was it was very nice of him to be like oh, it was sweet he tried to catch her yeah he did a good job yeah so well, he yeah, didn't do a good job but he had good intentions exactly yes yeah. it's just all around he did he did he's a good kid yeah he's a good kid and he tries his best and i appreciated him coming through yeah me getting too. a chance to shine mm-hmm. must be that wet climate yeah i think that's it man he should, I think later he does actually go to school on the shores of Loch Ness. Ah. Which, you know, I, I, I hope there are further adventures between him and the Loch Ness monster yeah, being best friends together. Old, uh, huge and slimy? Yeah. Or whatever he yeah. called it. All right. Well, that's that. That was a, a fun issue. It was, yeah, definitely felt more Silver Age than like the borderline Bronze Age stuff we've been doing lately. But mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It was a fun throwback and it was nice to let the other t- Titans shine for a change, which was great. Absolutely. Cool. Well, we will see you next week, I certainly hope. And yeah, say nice things about us on the internet. It's a good time. Make other people listen to us. Then we'll keep doing this stuff. Maybe you can inspire Corey to do a better job. Yeah. Yeah. Leave a nice comment. Yeah, leave a nice comment. Uh, Positive reinforcement. We don't... don't, Negative reinforcement doesn't work. Give him a treat. (laughs) (laughs) I like uh, Kit Kats and uh, whiskey. Yeah. Send us some Kit Kats and whiskey in the form of a five-star review (laughs) on iTunes. Thank you. All right. Enjoy, enjoy. Enjoy. Enjoy.